Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me here are my co-host, Jay Hugh. What's up? Joseph. Yellow. Ian. What's up, guys? You're getting good at that intro. <laughs> uh, we're going to do it. We've all finally seen us, uh, and I think we're just going to talk about it. For We have thoughts and feelings. I think so. Uh, Jordan Peele's latest effort, follow-up to Get Out. Oh, shit. I forgot. In the, I watched... Twilight Zone. I watched the first episode of Twilight Zone. Is that oh, yeah. You can watch the first episode episode for free on YouTube. <laughs> All right, real quick, is it good or not? Because I'm curious. Uh, I didn't love it. I've, but it's, he- I've heard not good things That's about what it. I've heard, too. Not okay. good things. Okay. Uh, What's the first one with Adam Scott? No, it's uh, Kamal Nanjiani. Oh, okay. He's, uh, it's, he's a comedian, and essentially whatever he tells a joke about, he loses. So, like, he tells a joke about his nephew, and then he comes home and he has no nephew. He's the only person that can remember it. He tells a joke about like his girlfriend's like mentor and comes home and there's no more mentor, so she's not doesn't have a job anymore. And I mean stuff so, I mean, it's okay. It's hmm. it's not like something you'd buy CBS for? No, I'm definitely not gonna do that. Yeah. And it's definitely worth some black mirror. Uh but none of that none of that is yeah. us. Uh despite stop. the fact that us could very well just be a long Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, and yeah. it would be better than what we've I've saw so far. Um uh, stars Lapita Nyongo, Winston Duke, uh Elizabeth Moss. Yep. That was the only That's all Tim Heidecker. Heidecker. Yeah. Tim Heidecker. Uh, the movie's about murderous doppelgangers. Yep. What did everybody think? Uh, I like this movie, but I think I said, in the, I, I said in the last one, I really think it was a mistake letting you know that doppelgangers were the thing in it. Because the twist of the doppelgangers is handled way better in the movie than the twist that they keep secret, which is yep. not handled well at all. Yep. That's fair. Um, it was very apparent to me early on with yes. the twist of the movie. Dude, yep. dude, I, Everyone, we talked I mean, about this. Yeah. They, it's not just that it's apparent. The third scene, they tell you what yeah. the twist is. Yeah. Like It was one of those things that it was so obvious. I was like, well, that can't really be that because it's so fucking obvious. And I also didn't like how, because I, I actually watched this again with a friend this week, and um, the fucking opening credits, it says there's a million tunnels under the uh, America. Yeah, yeah. You should not have said that. Why is that, that even in there? Because the other thing is, like, as soon as you see the doppelganger, you know, oh, it's from it's from these fucking tunnels. Right. You know what I mean? Because it could have been from an alternate dimension. Like, it, it there is no point in putting that in the opening crawl. Right. It, like, no, I, totally hated, agree. I hated that. But you know what I mean, though? When you, they first sit down on that couch and you see them, it's so fucked up and weird. It would have been better to not know that that was coming. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think I think that's a phenomenal point because you know with, without that scene, there's really no context as to you know. First off, you don't know what they are. You right. just see the, the them in the shadows, and then you slowly start to see creeping out of the shadows like some familiarity. But then, yeah, you're right. If if you didn't have that scene, if you didn't have that information, it would have been much more bizarre because it could have like been any any yep. direction, any yep. sci-fi or fantasy or any fucking thing. I think you should have started the movie with them driving to the beach house and like listening to "I Got Five on It." Mm. You know, take off the whole thing with her as a little kid the rabbit scene in the beginning where they tell the tunnels mm-hmm. i would like that movie a lot more i actually really like this movie uh i came up with a pretty positive opinion it didn't bug me that i because i like turned to joseph like yep four minutes in i was like oh this is what it is mm-hmm. uh, and i think also because we since you guys had seen it we knew to be looking for right, right. to be a parent and, and to me I, I think that actually helped because i also enjoyed it but i had tempered expectations about a final twist right and so definitely with with me knowing that that's not going to land and with me not having that expectation that there should be something that lands there, I think it's fine. I think I think it is better without that or if you just did it like earlier in the movie with a, less of a, you know, kind of a big drop yep. moment. Yep. One, one thing I do think that I actually kind of like that it's so apparent is that it makes like character choices make a lot of sense. Like why she would handcuff her right. yeah. to the table and why they don't handcuff anybody else. Mm. So it's just like to me, if I didn't know that or i didn't see that very early on i'd be like well that doesn't make any sense like why aren't they doing it to everybody or or but ne- it, i get it you know yeah uh, well the scares and the and the laughs really land in it though like, it is funny man. yeah it's a funny movie and you you feel a real genuine oh shit some bad shit's about to go down i tell you one thing i also didn't like too much movie psycho face too much yeah. smiling and big wide eyes. I'm yeah. not scared of that. My my yeah. favorite one uh, on an alternate perspective is what what is his name? Taylor Heideke something. something? Uh, Tim Heider. Tim Heideke. Yeah. Uh, uh, Decker Heidecker. I think Heidecker. I'm fucking it up. Yeah. Tim Heidecker. That's my clean take. Mm. Um, <laughs> when when you meet his evil doppelganger, I like the fact that he is also like a goofy white guy. Right. 
version of the evil right. doppelganger. Right. Everything with him and Winston Duke in it played perfectly yeah. for me. No, everything with him and Elizabeth Moss. Oh yeah, Elizabeth were Moss. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss was the most scary of the doppelgangers. <laughs> yes. Like she was genuinely uh, frightened. Elizabeth Moss was the most scary of the humans. We, <laughs> yeah. we were watching it, and I was like, "Is it weird that I like want her to play the Joker now?" Because right, I feel right. like oh, she'd absolutely. be a really great Joker. Yeah. I, I would have liked the movie. Like I thought the the best part is when they're in the house and the, the family first comes up. I didn't like how it turned kind of sci-fi and it got bigger and that everyone had a doppelganger and they all were coming out. That's where I kind of lost me. See, I, I would have liked it if they would have made it smaller. I, you know I, what I mean? That's where I think that's what I, that's what turned me off to the movie. I can agree and disagree with you on it because I, I I know what you're saying, um, and I definitely think the the movie gets lost in its own mythology in the sense that I, I think like the more you try and like unravel what's going on, the more it unravels. Yes, the less <laughs> well, sense it makes. Yeah, but. I, I actually, the, the thing I liked about that particular aspect is that a lot of the times in these situations and kind of like, you know, your cabin in the woods situations, if you make it to daybreak and you make it to the car, you're safe. Right. Whereas in this case, you make it to daybreak, you make it to the car. Oh, no, the whole world's fucked. It's not just yeah. your cabin in the woods. And I kind of liked that aspect of it, but I also see where you're where you're coming from. Well, here's the thing about it that, see, I think... I don't really pick apart a lot of the things that don't work about it because, you know, making sense and stuff, because I think it's all symbolic. I don't think yeah, there's 100%. any... Well, like, yeah. like, okay, like, Get Out was a horror movie that had this underlying message and was symbolic. But if you took the symbolic thing out completely, it still works as a movie. You could switch the race or the gender of every person in that movie and it would still work as just a, like a, a body horror movie that's not necessarily true of this one without the point there's no movie for sure us works based upon the point he's trying to make right. like and, that's the main character and i don't think it tries to message. be anything yeah that. it yeah. doesn't try to make sense and that's actually my my criticism of it and it's actually my criticism uh, criticism of get out also is that it's it's a it's a movie that's built on its satire element, and it's it's more the satire than it is the horror. And with you know, like we're saying, without without that element to it, it's an okay horror movie. I, I just feel like I feel like if you're gonna do that, you should make the structure like you should make the movie first, and then make the things you're trying to say with the movie second. But maybe I, I feel like so this movie talks a lot, of course, about like nature versus nurture, uh, privilege. So it just take like the privilege example. I think it's a really good, you could take the, a person who doesn't understand the concept of white privilege, mm. you take them into that movie, you can have a conversation afterwards about mm. it, and now you have a perfect example or analogy to compare it to. See, I would have liked that. I think he, he tried to over-explain too much. And like you said, the more he kind of explains, handed. the more he explains, the more the story unravels. Like, you know, it's a government experiment that went wrong, and, and they're yep. cloning people, and yep. there's, ra- like... Like kept it more vague, and I would have yeah. gotten the symbolism yep. more. You know I, what I, I, no, if, I definitely if it, just if it had just been if the only explanation was the two bodies, one soul. I think that yes, would have worked. exactly. Well, yeah, see, I agree. I I think one good thing is I think you can get multiple things from. Except I got a I I got a different thing than privilege. I got that it was all about consumerism. Ooh. It was all about. You, when you buy something, when you purchase something, someone else had to suffer for that. Someone Ooh. else, you know. Well, I was going to say, hold on to that, because I have a whole thing about interpretations we might okay. do, go okay. into later, but I want to hear more okay. about that. I will say this. Lupita Nyong'o is freaking She's incredible. She's great in, yeah. both, in both parts. Yeah. I really feel like she, like her, yeah. as, as both uh, both her and her doppelganger. So what do you guys think? Do you think Jason knew it was the do- she was a doppelganger? Definitely. Yeah. Now, there's sure. theories I've read, because I, like, I was so disappointed with this ending. I read some theories. Now, there is a lot of theories going around that Jason is a doppelganger yeah. at the end. And there's some stuff that gives credence to that. Like, they talk at one point that there was a fire before that he started. And that's saying that maybe that the burn Jason got switched at that point. And, like, also in the in the beach, like, the, the Jason that could be the doppelganger, he builds a sand tunnel instead of a sand castle right. on the beach. Right. Um, there's more to that, I forget. You, you could look it up. So It's a it, bit it's, thin, it's, but it, yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fully flesh out. It's probably not true. But I wanted something more because, I, like you said, you guys had tepid expectations on the ending. I think yeah. that makes you like the movie a little I think, more. I know, I definitely think yeah. that's true. And and that, that reminded me because I'm reading about it because that's what I did today. I was, I was reading other people's, you know, reactions, interpretations, things that were going on. I'm wondering if Jordan Peele and these type of movies are, like, specifically tailor-made for the internet age. Because, again, I don't feel like on a substantial level of just being a horror movie, it's, it's okay. It's not great. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that memorable. 
Um, but it is a lot of fun to talk about and deconstruct and, yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if it's, I don't, I wonder if this kind of movie would have been successful 30 years ago or if it's specifically good for, you know, no, people are just generally more racist 30 years ago. I, think, so. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, but uh, I, I just wonder if it's specifically better for, you know, the age where we have all, you know, we're reading all the articles yeah, yeah. and we're, we're breaking down the, the different societal implications and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like Lost. Uh, you know, I, he was yeah. so excited oh, to man. say that. But just because I know that the half the table hates it and half the table loves it. But uh, but uh, but you know, at least fifty percent of the fun of Lost was deconstructing every episode yep. at the end of the episode. Yep. And I think the vague aspects of that really leans into that, and I think that's what part of why it's really fun. Yep, I would agree with that. I would say it's better than Transformers. I. I I mean, I, I probably could watch it again today. I, I really enjoyed it, and I would gladly watch it again. Yeah, I'll say it's better than Transformers. Just I, I would also watch it again. I would want to watch it at least one more time just to, you know, see if I catch more things the second time. I, I Again, I, I felt this way about Get Out. I think it's more of an intellectual movie than it is an actual good horror movie, but I still think it's it's better than Transformers. I, I'm going better than Transformers, too. I, I want to watch it again. I mean, yeah. you know, the, even the stuff that I didn't like about it kind of makes me want to watch it again. Yeah, using... The metric, you know, as Herbert said correctly, I would say it's better than fifty percent of them. You know, it's yeah. it's, but not much better. Like I said, I'm not, a, I don't really like horror movies either. So that's also working against yeah. it. Right. But um, how many people have watched horror movies with Joseph? Because I've seen two in the last twelve months, and it's highly entertaining. <laughs> what do you jump a lot? <laughs> I am, I am a big coward. I, I, <laughs> he I sits spend there the whole like holding his face the whole movie. <laughs> and if something scary is about to happen, I stick my fingers on my ears because it's a, you know a lot of it is the auditory a jump. A quiet place. Yeah. He sat almost the entire movie with the fingers in his ears, which you can get away with because it's. <laughs> You know, all sign, but see, I, I um, I, I also hate fucking horror movies. I just hate yeah. them. I hate horror movie people. That this <laughs> comes do. from my time of working at yeah. a video store, and just oh, the yeah. worst people on earth were the people renting horror movies. Also, the people that go to movies opening night of like the, yeah. the, the ten o'clock, you <laughs> right. know, Thursday horror movie people are the worst fucking right. people. But so, uh, but I liked it. You know, um, I, I, I would say it's right on the line for me. Like I said, I didn't really like it, but. It's not a bad movie. It's just I was disappointed because I had high expectations because I like Get Out so much. Right. The ending kind of pissed me off. And like I said, it doesn't make sense if you really start to think about it. No, absolutely but not. But I can see where I wish he would have kept more of that stuff vague because the symbolism you write is what is what works. With absolutely. It. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we can break into spoilers, but is there anything we want to talk about before we just break into like the themes and the symbolism and all that kind of stuff? The only, the, uh, the only, I, I don't want to break down logic too much. I really did struggle logically how it would work. No, like, yeah, at absolutely. Some, at some moments you can control your doppelganger and some moments you can't. Yep. That was... That By the way, a, we've already broken into spoilers because we yeah. already talked about whether or not Jason's a doppelganger. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and if he realizes his mom is... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My biggest problem, and I said this as soon as it happened, is, well, first off, why isn't there more rabbit shit yep. in the, in the <laughs> tunnel? rabbit shit and, everywhere. And then it made me think, are the fucking doppelgangers potty trained? Yeah. So why isn't there more human shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, because they would, you would go sit on a toilet, and they also would go sit Where on would they toilet. go find out? Where's the fucking I toilet in there? I see a toilet yeah. in there. But. Maybe that's yeah. why we get to be in charge, because we have to do all the pooping. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's an upside and a downside. That's that's part of a soul. Is yeah. The poop. yeah, we get we get the we get the crap half of the soul. I yeah. thought it had good I love the music. That's one of the things. Oh the music is like, so good. Like, the way like especially when Elizabeth Moss is getting killed. Yeah. You know, the fuck the police yeah. thing and yeah. the Beach oh. Boy song. Like, Everything's good not about just it. Even, the, that, but the score yep. Yep. is yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah. and, and they, and that they, I got five on a song, the way they slow it down. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they weave in the I got five on it into the actual score into the yeah, rest yeah. of the horror movie, which is which is really very good. clever. Yep. Yeah. See, I just want to talk about some of those. Uh, most of the themes are specifically related to you know this duality. That's the important part mm-hmm. of the doppelganger movie. Everything's like two parts of a whole. There's a lot of elevens. There's a lot of eleven eleven. Well, it's Jeremiah, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Uh, but I mean, also that they have the black flag logo, which is mm-hmm. symmetrical. There's a lot of symmetry things. I didn't even think about the black flag logo also being the Elevens. That's that's um, <laughs> yeah. the 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 fact that they use the scissors as as their weapon of choice, which is two two, two halves blades. of a things yeah. that are Make connected at, at a single point that are yet yeah, act in uh, symmetry. 
didn't um, get that one. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, the the I Got Five on It song is a specifically uh, a reference, like the, the song is about putting in $5 toward a dime bag to split it with somebody else. Yep. So it's, you know, again, two halves of the same whole, which, again, it's clever just to have that song, but it's more clever, I feel like, to use right. the inherent creepy aspects of that song mm-hmm. in the score. Uh, any any other ones that we, we skipped out on? Not that come to mind. Not for doppelganger stuff. Like, I know that they're talking, there's a lot of Michael Jackson references. Well, the single yes. glove. Oh, single yeah. glove. The She's thriller wearing a thriller shirt. shirt. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of references to Michael. I don't know exactly what that means, but he must like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. well, no, because it's, it's she comes down in the first place in the uh, in the thriller shirt. So she clearly is aware of, like, thriller Michael Jackson. And yeah. presumptively, she is the one that well, gave them the fucking gloves and the, the clothes. And, Red's whole thing, right, as the yeah. leader or whatever. Everything she does is almost inspired by the time period in which she left yep. the world. So the hands that hold the world, the Michael Jackson stuff, that's all just reinforcing the twist, which is she's that the she's the real one. Right. Yep. So yeah, well, just random trivia things that I thought were really interesting. Just because I didn't notice it the first time or I didn't really pick up on it. You know, the, the homeless guy that was the first victim mm-hmm. that you see on the beach again, I was just like, okay, this is the first doppelganger. But he's also the first guy in the chain that I just didn't pick up on. So he killed his dude, oh, yeah, yeah. and then he goes and he waits Stands in line, in and he's got yeah. you know the bloody hand where he, he uh, murdered the guy. No, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, which also bothered me, because if that's their fucking purpose, then why are they killing other people? I know that we're breaking down the logic again, but you know, right. like the, the ones that killed Elizabeth Moss and stuff, they seem to be keen on killing other folks. When they already fulfilled their purpose, they should right. get back in the... That was one of the few times where I was like, they should have been totally fine in that house. Like, right. I, it, it yeah. didn't make sense yeah. to and me. It, it does, I don't, I don't unless get... unless simply, simply because Red wanted them dead and Red was the one in charge. Yeah, but they, they would, I guess, I don't know. Maybe you're right. And then, yeah, the only other interesting one that I thought was really cool that I, I, I didn't realize what it was like meaning, but I noticed it throughout is that kind of like a diehard movie, Adelaide, who's a... Uh, Lupita's character, the main were you know mm-hmm. the the main character one, uh, is wearing like a white outfit the whole time that continues to like she gets more bloody as time goes on and it gets more red, which is right. supposed to be yep. indicating her actual like where she actually comes from yeah, that she's the doppelganger, which I thought is also really kind of a, a neat little nod. Yeah. As the as the movie goes on, I didn't notice it the first time around. I also like that the like Jason the kids doing the magic trick the whole time. Yeah, and the fire doesn't work. But the implication is by the downstairs guy being burned that every time he does it, it's working down there. Oh yeah, and he's getting burned in the face. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I, yeah, this is nothing to do with the themes or anything, but just one thing. That since we're in spoilers, as soon as I saw Tim Heidecker was in it, I was so excited about him dying. <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I've just always hated Tim and Eric. I just never enjoyed that show. It's like. Thank God, I'm finally going to get to see Tim Heidecker die. <laughs> and it was really disappointing that Tim Heidecker killed Tim Heidecker. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, that was not fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just general theories and things that, that are complained. We talked about the the thriller, the Michael Jackson mm-hmm. thing. And the only the other one is uh, there's definitely with the White Rabbits kind of an Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. feel, especially once she goes through the, the, the door and the downstairs, kind yeah. of like going down the rabbit hole. The, the ones that I have here are, are just kind of ones that I picked up and ones that have it really fleshed out. The first one is just kind of about just doppelganger identity. Yeah, I know definitely like the tagline of the movie is going for like, you're your own worst enemy kind of thing. And and maybe there's something there kind of about like sacrificing like personal identity for, you know, communally acceptable identity, like what what's what's societally acceptable. But I wasn't sure if that's really a thing that felt kind of thin to me. But I, I kind of wanted to pass it out to you guys to see how how uh, how it's rung to you. I didn't really get that out of that, but I yeah. could see it, right. I guess. Uh, the next one is, is kind of the one that you were talking about, the the class theory, which is yeah. the one that I feel like most people land pretty heavily on. That very much is representing kind of like accident of birth. You end up on on the top half. You're you're in the the privileged area. Everything's great. You yeah. end up being the the other doppelganger. You're, like that documentary you watched about the triplets. Yeah, no, it is yeah. actually. It's actually a lot like that, <laughs> but fucking less terrifying. It wasn't real. The what the what really I think the best line in the movie that that hits that notion is you know Adelaide and Red are talking and and Red is talking about you know you did all these things and then I also did the the same mm-hmm. things that that we life can you can look at freedoms and say oh we all have the same freedoms but one person grew up with the sky right. and one person grew up underground mm-hmm. and so you know and and Red says that what was it like to grow you know what was it like to be you growing up with the sky mm. like that's such a powerful line to really explain like what privilege is yeah like it may look like everything is fair normal and equal 
but there's just something different yeah. that you have to wrap your mind on. So that's why I think like the point of the movie is the themes. No, absolutely. Well, and you know, the thing that really that really got me on the I think it's about consumerism thing is when the dad is sort of envious of white dad. Mm. And, you know, and he wants, like, the boat and stuff. And it all seems very harmless. But, you know, the things these guys are doing in their life is harming these people that they've never seen before and they don't even think about. And, you know, I mean, you know, maybe even there's a little immigration thing in there. Like, the reason that these people need to get in is because we have the better shit. And... In a lot of ways, they just want the consumer stuff, too. They do, and they're willing to kill for it and stuff. But what made them like this was being at the bottom of that mm-hmm. chain. They don't want the rabbit. They want the good food. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, the Hands of the, Hands of the Whole World was other also really intentional thing to me because, you know, it divides the country north and south. Right. And, and uh, like, it was maybe a little heavy-handed, but I thought it was a... A good use to take a thing everyone knows right. and create this symbol. Why were some of the guys in the line white? Did you notice that when they were showing the big line, it was all red jumpsuits, but like every 10 or 12th month, there'd be one guy who was in white. I did not I didn't notice see that. that. Yeah. I did notice that. Didn't some of them put on the clothes of the people that they murdered after they murdered uh, them? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Then. Yeah. But also on, on the, the same kind of class theory related one, the, the Itsy Bitsy Spider song kind of reminded me the whole thing about Itsy Bitsy Spider is he trying to climb up the spout and keeps getting washed back down. Yep. yep. Good choice. Right. Uh, the only other one that I, I saw Saturday, it's a great Vulture article, and I'm going to link it whenever we publish this episode, about how it's kind of a more specific example of the class theory, but it, it's like a native appropriation, which goes back to, it was a throwaway thing that I said to you while we were watching it about how in uh, the, the Merlin thing? In, the, in, yeah. the, in the 1980s, the, the, the Hall of Mirrors where they go in is called, it's like the Shaman's uh, Vision yeah. Quest, and it's, you know, it's Native American themed. Whereas later it's it like Merlin's it's yeah Merlin's mirror forest. quest yeah, yeah something like that which I thought was just like oh yeah this is like the more twenty nineteen appropriate yeah. thing but it is specifically like that that is where they come from that is where they're required to be and it gets kind of turned into the the white European version uh, you know they're represented the doppelganger people are represented as you know kind of savages they act behave very differently they have a language that you don't understand it seems very savage they they, what's her face even lupita who's the leader speaks in kind of a a broken english it's it's kind of got the the dualism of of like having a, a native self something that's true to you and your people and your heritage versus the white european you know whatever societal norm self they're specifically relegated to a created government facility mm-hmm. where they have to live and then the the one line in the whole movie that really bugged me because it felt so out of place was when uh, i think it's lupita asked them what are you and she says we're Americans. I, that was the one I was I was really bothering me the I whole time. I feel like there was a point there that I didn't get. That's kind of what yeah. I was saying. That's why I kept trying to find one that I felt like right. fit the most. And, and I just think this, I don't know if this was the intention, but there are so many things no, it that, does make sense. That, that lean that direction. And I just thought that was really, really interesting. This is completely unrelated with all the deep crap you're talking about right yeah. now. My favorite clue that she was one of the tethered yeah. was her snapping on the upbeats. Not, not just specifically out of time. But she's snapping on the the and counts of the measure. She's going because that was really bothering me. But I didn't even put that together. Yep. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I'm a drummer. Well, you're right. (laughs) One of the one of the things uh, since we got off the deep stuff for a second. um, One of the things with the uh, twist that I that like I like called it, but then it kind of talked me out of it. Was as soon as I saw the scene where you know it's like it's not even our girl. It's like Jordan Peele's scripts, his screenplays seem really screenplay. Like you know everything has a mm-hmm. point that's fulfilled later. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, so that's definitely not going to be the girl. But then when they talked about the flares in the boat and he gets in the boat, uh, you know, uh, trying to avoid evil uh, Tim Heidecker, yep. I was like, okay, well, he's going to use the fucking flare gun to yep. kill him. Yeah. And then when it doesn't work, I was like, okay, well, maybe this is going to switch it up on me. Maybe she isn't the doppelganger. Didn't switch it up. <laughs> yeah. I like that they went back to the flare bit. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah. No, that was one of my favorite bits because it totally fooled yeah. me. That bit and Winston Duke like getting ready to have sex on the bed. Oh, yeah. He's like confessing I, this horrible I thing. Love, I love Winston Duke is he's every great. dad. Yeah. yeah. He he's is great. every single dad. The best is when she's like talking about the mirror girl. He's like, well, I'm pretty sure I can kick your ass, so if she looks like you, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God! He's yeah. like, okay, not funny. Yeah. Another key that she's a tether is when she's talking to Elizabeth Moss, and like she's like, I have trouble talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. you know, at first I was thinking like, well, she just doesn't like to talk to people, but she like literally probably has trouble like speaking because she's right. like you know mm-hmm. doppelganger person. Yeah, I thought she was just being a bitch at that point. Yep. But apparently it was <laughs> yep. a clue. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't really want to talk to that Elizabeth Moss either. <laughs> Vodka clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vodka <laughs> clock. Uh, yeah, this is one of the, the, the more, like, serious attempts that we've made at, at an actual, like, movie analysis. Right. I'm not sure I like it, but I uh, personally, I just, I was, well, in reading about it, I thought it was really interesting. I enjoy so talking I, about this my, movie. Yeah, my, my hope is that somebody else listening who watched it, who's also trying to, like, unscramble what it means, would at least, like, latch on to, oh, yeah, this makes sense to me or mm-hmm. something. So, hey, I, I just kind of wanted to take a second now that we've all seen it. I appreciate it. It's a good time. I read Black Manta's The Dad. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because uh, yeah. he seems like he can act in this and he could not act yeah. as Black Manta. Shows Jordan Peele also hardly show his face. That, yeah. dude, that dude's got an incredible figure. Yeah. yeah. I kept thinking that the whole time. He's yeah. got this like super narrow waist and these yeah. giant ass shows like shit. Yeah. That's a man. Yep. He's like a martial artist. So, like, he, he's, he beats people up. He's, he's pretty good in that. I mean, he's in very little of it, yeah. but like, you know, super relaxed dad. Well, I mean, like, oh, I can't win my daughter a stuffed drunk animal. Drunk kind of shit. Knocking dad. back yeah. beers. Yep. Yep. Made a lot of sense. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so we still have that whole, when we did the, yeah, we were watching, we might be able to put a whole hour episode together out of it. <laughs> It'll be fine. So yeah, I'll no, we'll just cut it here. I'll just... Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television, combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joining with me is Joseph. Yellow. Yeah, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Jehu. What up? We're doing a special mini episode, because we were off for two weeks, and we all watched a bunch of shit, yep. and there was too much to put at the end of our episode which we didn't finish that either that's gonna hang over into next week <laughs> god we uh, talked too fucking much i know <laughs> how about bullshit ian uh, you said you watched us yeah Is, what else did you watch this these um, last two weeks so i got a puppy so i've been home for like the last two weeks so i figured i'm gonna try i started watching the mcu i texted you guys a picture of all the movies yep. yeah i got to incredible hulk and realized you know what I don't really fucking like these movies that much right now, so I stopped. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, Iron Man and Hulk kind of just fucking knocked the wind out of I me. I was gonna forward you that thing about the, the media company that's paying you like a thousand dollars to watch them all, and she <laughs> was like, "Ian's already doing this for no money." <laughs> yeah. So uh, Iron Man, though, I don't like that movie. I don't know. I do not like Tony Stark as the main character. It, he plays better as a supporting character. I, I wouldn't say I don't like it, but definitely watching it now is a different experience than yeah. watching it when it, it came out. It feels small uh, now with the whole. Everything going and, on. Well, and you know, it seemed like it was still in the from the era of when we were kind of embarrassed of comic book movies being yeah. comic. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, Ed Norton is very uncharismatic as Bruce see, Banner. I like that. Uh, I like that movie. I, I, I do too. And Tim Tim Roth. Yeah, yep. Tim Roth. He's not a very good. I don't know. I just he's just well, evil Hulk. You know what I mean? I, I and that CGI you, fucking sucks. I tell you what, I like about that movie. Yeah, it's you know every single comic book movie is going to make you. Uh, watch a romantic subplot even though they don't give a shit about it making it the two in the mcu that really worked for me is of course peggy and cap i think that's fucking great yeah and i think bruce banner and betty work in this movie i was on board with them but i don't like what they do with william hurt like i i and i'm going to talk about this i watched captain marvel again i went back to it and i want to see like russo brothers made thunderbolt ross cooler in civil war I think then Doctor Strange in, a, in Infinity War, he makes him Doctor Strange cooler than yeah. Scott. I want to see what he does with Captain Marvel because I watched Captain Marvel again and they don't know how to use Whoever made that movie did not know how to use her powers, did not know how to do an action scene. I think the Russo brothers will make her way fucking cooler. I definitely agree. Um, so, let me ask you this. Since you bailed on this, yeah. if you were just going to watch the ones you have to watch before, uh, before Endgame, which ones would you call on that? Infinity War, Black Panther, Civil War, Winter Soldier... And Guardians 2. I like Guardians 2 more than Guardians 1, I think. Is Those it, would be my you, fi- Even though you propagate the time travel, you don't think Avengers 1? No, I know. I, I mean, that's probably more to the story. You're right. But like, I'm talking about the ones I enjoy. Well, I, I'm talking about for storyline. I think you got to watch all three caps. Yes. I think you, even though it may not be ideal for all of it, you got to watch all three Thors. The two, uh, the two Avengers and the two Guardians. That's what I got think. If you watch those movies, uh, you you've got. It. You got to watch the Avengers, it. but I, the Thor's what got me off it. I was like, I don't want to sit through Thor one. So then I was like, I, I stopped. But um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I watched, like I said, I saw Captain Marvel again. 
I'm, you're right, Hurt. The more I watch the movie, the less I like it. Cause I did, that's I, just you. Yeah, I didn't, that's not, I, that does not work. <laughs> so I liked like it less. Like, um, but then um, I decided to get into Game of Thrones. Um, I thought, yeah, so the Battle of Blackwater in season two didn't hold up as well. Um, I would say this proves bummer. recasting can work. Because Beric Dondarrion gets recast, mm-hmm. and he's way better. Right. Dario Naharis gets recast. I kind of like Ed Screen's weird face better. I did too. I was see, sad we didn't get to see more of Ed Screen's I don't like. I disagree. I think the recast was way better. That yeah. has a lot more charm. I just think he's really more bland. And I feel like the whole point of Dario Naharis is that he's supposed to be exotic. Um, I can agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we teach his own. Um, <laughs> I thought the first three scenes I'm through right now, Rob Stark, I don't remember. He's like my, I think he's the best performer as Richard Madden. He does so He good. is really good. He's and really good. He goes it. out early, so I forget about him, but um, yeah, the season two episode didn't hit as well, but the Red Wedding Man, that's the one I just watched, fucking leaves you gut punch. Dude, Reigns of Castamere is like the best song I think we've ever <laughs> yeah, on the fucking um, show. And the, the way that they slit her throat at the end, Catelyn Stark, and then they just go, no sound. It's amazing credits. to me you saying this, and it's like how drastically different the first three seasons of that show is yeah, compared to what absolutely. we've yeah. gotten. I didn't think four. I would like it as much because I kind of know where they're going. But Nips is right. They've lost the art of the conversation in the later seasons. It's all payoff. Is just the interactions between like Ari and the Hound. You know, Ari yeah, and Gendry. That's, like, that's the best. Yeah. Um, Jamie I mean, and the Hound and everybody. Jamie's You're... transformation in season three. Yeah. Is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the best line is Tyrion. Why can't they make the god of tits and wine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty much what I thought. Oh, and then one more thing I wrote is uh, Tywin's opening scene where he's like slitting a yeah. boar. Yeah. And he's just no, it's, it, cutting no, it's a hog right, open right, right. is like so fucking well done. Yeah. But yeah. that show's great. Um, no, I think it's a stag because it's supposed to be Robert Baratheon. Oh right, yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 that yeah. that even makes it better. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, he's. God, there's so many making me want to watch it. I know. Again. I know. It, the first three <laughs> seasons, the first four seasons are really good. There's so many standout episodes. It's and I'm watching it all together, so it's just really good. And then the last thing I watch is uh, I watch Shazam, and I know we'll probably do an episode. So I'm not going to say much. I would say it's it's good, and I'll put it in my recency bias. I liked it more than Captain Marvel. And I liked it as much as Aquaman. Ooh. It's on that same level. And right. I liked Aquaman. Yeah. It's it's a smaller movie. But, you know, Aquaman's introducing all these realms. But this is a comedy. It's a comedy with superheroes. You know, what yeah. it is, it's it's big with superheroes. Yeah. And the CGI sucks. But Zachary Leverys is perfect in that role. And that suit is fucking great. Zachary Levi, as I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw you. He, he um, added an R, and I but, think that's um, fine. So, yeah, Mark Strong's forgettable, but yeah, I, I I hope we do an episode on it because it's 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 fun, and it's all the supporting cast, like the foster home kids, is is really good, so that's what I got. Awesome. Cool. I, uh, besides starting to watch Farscape, I went back and I was, uh, well, I'm leaving my job here in a few weeks, and because of that, I'm training somebody to my replacement. She's doing all my work. I have a shit ton of free time. <laughs> uh, so... I started rewatching The X Files because I fucking love that show. I, if you've never watched it, you absolutely should. It holds up really well, I think. I watched the best documentary winner, Free Solo, which is, uh, God, it is. I, I'm sitting there, and most of the movie is fine. I mean, it's not that crazy, but the last 20 minutes when he's actually like, you know, free soloing El Capitan, like my palms are just sweating profusely. That's what everyone says. Their oh, palms sweat specifically. God, it's it's terrifying. But it's a gorgeously shot film. There is a cameraman who he's like on the ground and he's watching it and he's he's got his back turned and he turns to people and he's like, You're actually fucking watching him do this? Like he's going to die and we're all gonna witness it. And so like you feel like that guy. You're like, I can't, I can't. I can't fucking look. It's crazy. Um, better than Transformers. Worth a watch. I watched Triple Frontier. Yep. Um, better than I thought it was going to be. Not great. Yeah. But, uh, I had very low expectations, so I was decently surprised That's exactly by where I'm at with you. I'm going to join in with you on this uh, one. I thought it was better than Transformers. Agreed. Um, the cast is pretty good in it. My one real complaint in... Spoilers, there is a death in the movie, won't say who. It still kind of feels like there's low risk. Like No, for sure. They pretty much get away with all the shit with like one kind of bad thing happening yeah. to them. So the 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 stakes felt real low. It it it's definitely not sure how serious it wants to be. Yeah. I will say, you know what? Ben Affleck looks like he's having a really fun time. Yep. I feel like Oscar Isaac's having a fun time. 
Garrett Hedlund and Charlie Hunnam are fucking indistinguishable, even when they're fucking <laughs> sitting next to each other. They're supposed to play brothers. So I mean, it makes sense. I think they got both got cast, and they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Let's make, <laughs> let's make them brothers. But there, there are several times when they're sitting next to each other. It's like, wait, which one's the fucking yeah, witch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like Oscar Isaacs in this movie. Yeah, he's good. I, I don't like the... His, I feel like he, his character changes dramatically. From one part to the other. Well, but. We were texting about it, and yeah. you had talked about which one was more likable, yeah. and I had texted you like, fuck, you were wrong. They do a switch well, ben, at just some random point I, I, in the I movie. Real, I realized that Ben Affleck is supposed to be the Andy Reid of heists, is that he's great in the planning aspect, and then when it comes to execution, he just falls a fucking yeah. part. <laughs> uh, and, and time management. But yeah, Oscar Isaacs is, is like kind of like he sleazily like lures them down with the promise of just like, oh, it's a scouting job. But then he's like, no, we're going to steal the money. And then <laughs> when they get into it, he's like, oh, no, this is too dangerous. Fuck you, man. You <laughs> did this. Yeah. Who's the villain? Is there a villain? No. Greed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like consequences of their own actions type. Yeah. Thing. And uh, I, also, I thought, because I was worried... That the the movie was going to be what the first five minutes of it think it's going to be, which is, I, which again, Garrett Hedlund or Charlie Hunnam giving a speech about beating a guy to death with his bare yeah. hands in a public parking lot, and uh, and then fucking Oscar Isaac's listening to metal music in a in a helicopter. And I was like, oh, this is the exact amount of machismo I was expecting <laughs> this movie to be, and then it just never quite goes back there. No. Nope. So um, nope. yeah, it's 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 an odd movie, but I think it's worth a watch. I, it's it's amazing to me how much. A few scenery changes really like improve yeah, the movie for sure because they they have I'd say probably like six different set be like big set pieces and I feel like that really works for making the movie more interesting than it probably actually is. Do you think? Do you think they? I mean, I think they set themselves up for a sequel. I don't know that they would ever make it, but I mean, if you get if you if you give me another like set of like B list you know male guys of the yeah. right age to go on another fucking heist, I'm super down. I'd yep. enjoy it. How's Peter Pascal? Quadruple it? frontier. Oh, I kind of for, fucking forgot. No, he's yeah, in he's in this fucking movie. Yeah, because I know he's like a guy <laughs> who wants to become a thing. He he's forgettable. In he it. has oh. absolutely no personality. And so he, doesn't, he, doesn't he doesn't have, have a line. He doesn't yeah. have a purpose. Only one of these dudes die in this. Yes. That's I mean, crazy. What's the point of like a magnificent seven, like dirty dozen type yep. movie if you don't pick them off? I mean, yeah. agree. I'm not even a fan of screen deaths. I, th- I find them to be cheap a lot of times. That's but. that's kind of the problem. It yeah. just doesn't really have stakes. Like yeah. they just yep. they do this highly dangerous thing, and then yeah, they basically get away with it. And there's a little consequence. The Pedro Pascal thing's really confusing because like we fucking need a pilot. Yep. We need a pilot. You really don't need a pilot. <laughs> There's one little bit yep. where you need a pilot, and that shit goes to shit. Yep. I <laughs> uh, rewatched Avengers Infinity War. I fucking love that movie. The more I watch it, the more I like it. I also watched one of my all-time favorite films, Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, <laughs> Does it hold up? Yes, 100%. It's never about like good special effects or anything like that. It's goofy. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, better than the Transformers. I tried watching Love, Death, and Robots, and man, if I got feelings about it. I like animated things. I like science fiction. I like David Fincher. This should be way up my butthole. <laughs> Not at all. It is way too far out there for me. Uh, I think it's in different order. I think I read that somewhere that Netflix shows it in different order for people, so I don't know if it would be the same order for you guys. It's like 18 anthology shorts, and they're like between 12 to 15 minutes long. The first one I got was this like cybernetic like fighting ring thing where people were like had this cybernetic link with these monsters, and it's pretty fucking gory and dark, but I was like, uh, okay, I'm still on board. The second one was about these robots that are like touring the world, like a a major city after humans die. And the plot twist is we gave cats opposable thumbs and that's how we fucking killed ourselves. (laughs) I was 100% on board. Then I got to the second one. I was like, oh shit, this is good. I'm in. And then the third one is about this stripper who witnesses a murder and it's a time loop. She keeps watching. In one, she watches the murder. And in the ne- in the loop, he then watches the person who gets, yeah, yeah. watches her, and then she watches him, and then he watches her, and she watch- and it just keeps alternating. And I was like, "Fuck, I can't do this. Yeah. This is just too much." <laughs> My uh, head would explode. It's su- <laughs> and it's super gory. It's super graphic. They, you know, I don't know what it is about like cyberpunk things and like dominatrix shit that they go hand in hand. They go to this weird like dominatrix club, and I'm just I'm not that much of a prude, but I am 
at least this much of a prude where I just I couldn't keep going with it. See, I figured that's what it was most because everybody is comparing it to heavy metal, the like you know comic anthology magazine, mm-hmm. and, you know, which I have a lot of experience with as a cot child because you could buy this and it looked just like another comic book, but there was like tits and detect capitations yeah. in it. So I knew it was going to lean hard on shock value and stuff like it that. It definitely does. Uh, rewatch Into the Spider-Verse. That movie's fucking excellent. Mm. Uh, and then I rewatched the Matrix trilogy. And I think I've always come down harder on the sequels than they deserve. They're pretty good. The first one, though, is incredible oh I mean, yeah it's, it's the best one as, by a long as, shot as much as like we rave about like i think there's been really good sci-fi in the last few years but god man that first matrix movie man. as much as people love it i still don't feel like it gets enough credit it's really fucking good yeah, I, well i also rewatched it recently and it's one of those things where of all the scenes in the movie there's maybe like five to ten minutes of it that is not an iconic scene yeah. that has not been reproduced and either you know mocked or uh, honored somewhere else you know in subsequent movies it's literally like ten minutes of the movie and the rest of it all iconic scenes that you could recognize one thing that I I realized how much I, I loved it like while I was watching I realized is there's a really very brief moment that I just said a thousand things to me when Neo is fighting Morpheus and Mouse first runs into the kitchen mm. and he's like Morpheus is fighting Nito, and everyone like gets up and climbs over the tables. I'm like, that's such a small moment yeah. that perfectly expresses how all of those people feel right. about both Morpheus and Neo. Right. Uh, and it, like the Wachowskis, just I mean, they no one else could make it. Like yeah. the, their vision is what worked, and it's it. It's really great. I still say that that second one, that freeway scene, is like my favorite action scene so ever. I, That's my favorite action scene. I, I really enjoyed the second yeah. one. The second time I watched it, I don't like the architect bit. Like if the Merovingian were the yep. actual villain. Oh no, the Merovingian is way too interesting to be fucking bullshit yep. nothing. Yeah. That, in, the, in the, the second series. one's a good movie. Just that ending is bad. No, like I, it, that cliffhanger. I I don't think they said the third one sucks. But the second one is not bad. I mean, I won't go as far as say the third one sucks because that Dragon Ball Z fight, it's dope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, you can't see uh, visual things, but jo- uh, Joseph does not agree with that. <laughs> I, actually, I, actually ha- I actually prefer the third one to the second one because I like... I hate the fucking plot point in the second one that the the matrix is like the seventh version we're on and they keep yep. killing Zion. That's the I didn't yep. like that. Yep. I like that when Neo kills smith in the first one he creates like a duplicate right and that's the ultimate enemy so to me three is more of a direct sequel to the first right. one than the second one is but that's just my opinion no definitely i think the mary Avengian is the most interesting part and that should have been way more important also the the whole th- i mean the the ghost twins yeah that, that yeah, twins super are cool very cool and the, the whole idea that like mythology is based on uh, glitches in the matrix yeah, know, they, yeah. they have that, like throwaway line vampires about vampires vampires and, and werewolves and it's like what where the fuck is this yeah. like that's a way cooler fucking movie yeah. i'm with you they should have the keymaker and the merovingian make that more the movie because i like the keymaker too the key, yeah. well one thing i uh, in the third one that i really liked is when nairobi's flying the ship like that's a cool ass sequence of her like going through those tunnels and stuff and the dude's like damn this woman can drive like the whole, the whole bit plays real well for me so I you guys remember that Saturday Night Live bit where uh, Chris Farley hosted a talk show and he would bring somebody on and say, "Hey, remember that?" Time? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of just turned into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's funny that it, we went so off the rails on the Matrix because I fully intended to go off the rails about the Matrix during Roland Emmerich. And now I don't know if I get to. I uh, yeah, think we still can because uh, there's there's definitely a divergent point for the Matrix in the Roland uh, Emmerich uh, catalog. That's all I watched. Fair enough. Hurt, did you have anything else? Well, I, you know, one thing I was going to ask, because I actually didn't watch a lot of shit in the two weeks we were off, but I was going to ask, uh, for your X-Files rewatching, do you celebrate that whole thing, or do you have your own headcanon of where it cuts off? So I like it up to about season five or six. The last three seasons to me go a little off the rails. I cut off the last season is the season before the movie, and then the movie is the finale, and then I'm done. I have I never watched any of the new stuff, which is why I'm rewatching it. I've watched every bit of that other shit. Yeah. But that's just where, you know The uh, only one I absolutely skip is the second movie. 
I won't do yeah, the second. second movie is the second movie is one of those things where people asked for a thing and then they gave us that thing and that thing sucked. It was horrible. Or it should be more like creepy and like the thing and smaller. And then it was like, oh, this is just a two hour episode of the show. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I watched. I, I they put Justice League action on uh, on Hulu. I like that cartoon. Oh, I need a to lot. watch that then. What? I need to watch that then. It's really good. I don't know why it's not a success. It's right in this sweet sweet spot of a semi like like sort of adulty cartoon but the sort of silliness of teen titans go yeah and it should be huge and the voice acting is great and for whatever reason it's not i think I, they have an episode where they have mark hamill and the joker and the trickster all played by mark hamill yeah he does all the voices he does yeah and he plays mark hamill in it yeah that's what i'm saying i don't think that one's on up on Hulu yet, but huh. yeah, that's one that exists. I did also watch the first 10 minutes of Teen Titans Go just so I could get to Nick Cage Superman, and then I stopped <laughs> after that. <laughs> All right, Justin, what did you watch? Yeah, so I uh, I traveled this week, so I had a lot of plane movies and, and just downtime <laughs> to watch. I watched The Hotel Artemis, which we talked about in our previous episode. I watched Triple Frontier before I left, which we also talked about. Uh, I watched a movie called Three. It's a documentary called Three Identical Strangers about uh, triplets who were separated at birth who reunited and found each other when in like their uh, late teens, early 20s. And that's a fantastic story, but it's also about the like seedy medical experiment that caused them to be separated at birth where they were like placed in different uh, economic households, like low, medium, and and high to see what happened. Uh, And, you know, not good things. (laughs) Uh, it's really interesting if it's on Hulu, I think, if you get the chance. And it's a documentary, it's real. It, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's 100% real. It's just, it's really fascinating just because despite the fact that they weren't raised together, they had like so many similar mannerisms and all that kind of stuff. Who came up with this plot? Like the Duke brothers from Trading Places or something? Like that's yeah. a crazy plot. Yeah, It no, sounds it, like a villain was, of a TV it was, show. Yeah. It was unethical as shit. Yeah, yeah. Also, it was never an actual published study, so it was for nothing. I also watched on International Women's Day throwing way back and watched uh, period end of sentence which is also like a 25 minute documentary about uh women who get to open their own business where they make sanitary pads in india which is a big deal because in india menstruation is so fucking taboo that at least the women in the documentary wouldn't even talk about it to each other like men don't even know what it is like (laughs) it's it's like but but a lot of times like women will like leave school they won't have jobs whatever because it's like it's an ordeal um, and so it's about the women, like, they get to start their own business. They're trying to, like, you know, kind of empower the community. They have kind of, like, Tupperware parties with other women in the community, explaining to them what, what they're selling and what it does and all this kind of stuff. It was, it was really interesting. It's, it's worth 25 minutes. I watched the last two-thirds of Inglorious Bastards, which is still my favorite Tarantino movie. Love the fuck out of that movie. The only thing I miss is the first scene, which, which is my is like favorite the best scene. Part. Uh, but, I got, but I still got what the... What was uh, on TV? Is that why you missed yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, the, the first two-thirds of Bad Times at the El Royale, which I'm into so far, but I'm going to retain judgment until I finish I'm, it. I'm really interested to hear your yeah, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a done. Tarantino knockoff. I thought it was... Yeah. Knockoff. I liked it. And then, and then the one I, I most wanted to talk about is the Steve McQueen movie Widows, which came out earlier this. Or no, it was last year. Came out year. like November. November. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Oscar. Well, it was Oscar bait. And, and that's what I was really confused about, right? Because Steve McQueen, I didn't feel like the trailers were, but people, everyone raved about it. He's yeah. made he's made three movies prior to this. He has made one about a hunger strike in an Irish prison, yep. one about sex addiction, and one about slavery in America. And so he loves I, strife. And so when I saw that he he was making a movie about uh, a heist movie about like women who are trying to pay off their husbands who are also you know it looked thieves. like takers yes. I was really confused about it it just seemed very <laughs> it seemed very off brand um, and the trailer just made me it looked boring and too serious but I had heard a bunch of good things about it and so I decided to watch it and was I, it boring and I too feel serious really vindicated because <laughs> he's just. Well, you're the only one that feels that you're vindicated. <laughs> Everyone I, still disagrees with you. What I've, what I've realized is that I think the premise of the movie is really good. Granted, uh, so Gillian Flynn, Flynn wrote this movie. She also oh, wrote uh, like Sharp Objects yeah. and uh, Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Um, and that makes sense, honestly. But I think, I think the premise of the movie is really good because it, it, it should be a fun heist movie where these like women come together, they bond over their lost husbands and then they kind of like, they learn new skills, they empower themselves and you know, they, they realize that they're more capable than they might've been beforehand. Especially like one of them is like, 
you know, she was abused by the guy. That, I don't know. They, like, that That should be a fun story. Steve McQueen doesn't know what fun is. He has never had fun in any of his no, other movies, no. and there is no fun in this movie either. So do you think this movie would have worked better if it was, like, almost, like, dumb action flick? Like, more like, Michael Bay. Here's the, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't think you, like... More Emily Blunt cocking the shotgun absolutely, at the end of Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I just feel like a heist movie by its very nature, is ridiculous. Right. And I feel like it, there, there's so much in this movie where he's trying to, like, play it real. You're trying to, like, lean into, like, all oh, the grief of these women over their, their you know, their, their lost spouses. And then there's some real serious shit about, like, entrenched, uh, you know, like, uh, racial classes and politics in America and all this kind of stuff. And it, none of it has anything to fucking do with the fucking heist of the movie. It's just, it's trying to do way too fucking much. So it's heavy handed. And it's way too serious. And I, and I just feel like it really suffers because I think it could have been a really memorable movie because the cast is really good. Besides Liam Neeson's the husband, who are the other husbands? Uh, John Bernthal is one of the other ones. Uh, okay. And then the other two are people you don't give yeah, a fuck yeah. about. But the cast is great. Viola Davis is great. Elizabeth Debicki is great. Michelle Rodriguez is in it. <laughs> uh, uh, Liam Neeson's pretty good. Uh, Robert Duvall is in it, and he's really good. As kind of, he's like, uh, when is Robert Duvall ever bad? I know, but like, Robert Duvall is my favorite actor. I know we we can have a whole thing about <laughs> Lonesome Dove one day. <laughs> is he um, a Deadwood? Or am I misremembering something? No, he actually hates Deadwood. Oh, That's really? funny. He says that uh, he said that cowboys wouldn't say cocksucker that much. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> Specifically, yeah, but he's he plays like a uh, kind of this embodiment of old money politics mm. who's afraid that that like you know the, the new class of people are trying to take him down so he's just trying to stomp him back down and he's great i really because he's like semi-senile but not like still really angry yeah. i really liked him colin uh farrell's in it i don't know it's it's, it's, a, it's a great cast oh yeah no and, and brian tyree henry yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and daniel kaluuya and that's the thing like uh, you know again there's the real serious shit about the grief and then Daniel Kaluuya is a fucking, like, mustache-twirling villain. He is outrageously ridiculous. But he's great. He's really fun. I just... It just doesn't know what it wants. And I'm really frustrated because I think it could have been a really good movie. You know what? You, you This whole rant, you got me thinking about heist movies in general and, like, why they don't work. And it's like everything about a heist movie is supposed to be super realistic except for the fact the heist fucking work yeah right they never a heist would never work in real life right so it's not like a superhero movie where you you know you just buy it's all bullshit right. a mm-hmm. heist movie is it's all supposed to be real except we get away with I it i love heist movies you guys are no crazy. I, 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 have, I inception also love, like you know no. there's all sorts of heist yeah, movies. inception's different yeah well, <laughs> you gotta buy that it's all bullshit <laughs> in inception i'm saying but they're a good heist movie no no i, I, I love heist movies but heat? they're what about heat they're their fantasy every bit as fantastical yeah. as fucking. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Like, yeah, 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 I love yeah. heist movies also. But okay, yeah. I if you embrace that about it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. works better. Yeah. But if you try to make it serious, you're right. That's not the way to take a heist movie. But, yeah. And I, you know, again, I just think I just think that Stephen Queen has never had fun in his life, and he just doesn't know how to film. He fun. makes real depressing. He movies. makes real depressing movies. So I look. I still think it's probably better than from Transformers, just based on performances and cast alone. But they're all better than Shiloh. Well, maybe not Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, no, she's not better. She's really bad. (laughs) But fuck, it could have been such a better movie. Can you imagine how bad you have to be to get kicked off Lost? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Unless she's talking about fucking family and drinking Coronas of Vin Diesel, she's useless. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So anyway, that was that was that was my big one. I really felt like I had strong feelings about Widows. God, we talked for a long time. Yes, we did. Way longer than I thought. (laughs) All right. So is that everything? Yep. I hope you all enjoyed our mini-sode. <laughs> uh, I hope some of these recommendations are useful for you and are just a huge waste of your time. Thank you guys for listening. You know all the things. You can reach us at betterthantransformers.gmail.com, uh, realphonies.com. You can also reach us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and, real unders- uh, and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later, good one.